Uh, all rise. Yeah. All right. You may be. You may be seated. Go, you go in peace. Whatever they whatever they say. <laughs> Do people salute? If you're in military court, does everybody stand up and salute? I don't know. I've never been there. <laughs> Instantly <laughs> outside of. <laughs> This is like the 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 what is it the um the Mr. Show sketch like the 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 pre-tape call-in show where they uh are like out of sync by a week where they have you know the guest on for last week's topic because they've they've called the guests have been calling in with their questions and uh, we finally get the the guest to talk about the topic that they're here for and then you ask about. <laughs> well, okay, I've got a question. Then yeah. I mean, draw, drawing the line, uh, when you're in law school. Like, do they teach you a little bit of what it's like to be in in military court, or do you have to go to the, the military to, to, to learn camp. military court? You know, um, they taught us almost nothing about military court. They may have had like one or two cases that they cite that was a military justice kind of thing, but they didn't teach me anything about how the military justice system works. Is it? I mean, do you know if it's the same rules? I mean, like, or is it just completely uh, self self governed? Like the they kind of just do their their thing. They um, jeez. <laughs> I think they. My 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 role here is not to give like legal advice about anything, but I am trying to. Um, Clean up some of the massive legal disinformation that Dr. Skeleton Barber <laughs> has been spreading. I think there are You're not some doing of a good job so far. Like the like the rules of evidence, I think apply in certain um, military proceedings. But the courts martial, I think that the the juries are made up of uh, other members of the military, like the officers of varying ranks, depending on who who's the accused. But um, it's not something I deal with very often. By the way, Ben, I haven't seen you for several years. I think I uh, owe you some congratulations on a number of fronts. Uh, <laughs> congratulations on your uh, your marriage to Shelly. Congratulations on your excellent dog and your new house and your new job and your girly car. All of these things. <laughs> like uh, thank you. Uh, you too. Good to see you too. Sight, sort of see you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, this is this is ideal, really, for all of us. <laughs> yeah, it kind of looks like you are maybe uh, calling in from like a sauna, or you've um, filled the room with your with your own farts or something, which I imagine is probably the case, regardless. It is, but they're not visible, as I was telling you pre-show. Just give people kind of a. Um, BTS here. Yeah. Um, I had a old old guy piece of adhesive over my camera for several years that I had to peel off to make <laughs> this work, and it's left it's left me in soft focus like Barbara Stanwyck used to appear in Bonanza. Yeah, he smeared you know, Vaseline on the lens here to to smooth out the imperfections. <laughs> uh, no, I, I've got the I've got the tape going too on on my. Uh, other computer here that I've got for work that yeah you won't be won't be peering into my domicile anytime soon with that with that tape you'll have to you'll have to connect to my my other machine that I have open all the time <laughs> the other camera yeah 
Actually, it wasn't actually tape. It was actually uh, an anti-perspirant sticker from a, <laughs> uh, a deodorant project. <laughs> yep, LCD safe uh, deodorant. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, thank you so much for, for joining here today, uh, Dad. Um, he, we, we, we've, we, you know, the the profession has been in the news recently a lot, and so I thought it was, you know, an important time to get uh, activist judge here on the program to talk about the ideology that uh, he brings uh, to the courtroom um, and uh, how he's kind of using his power to, uh, you know, forward maybe like the the coke's agenda or whoever whoever else you got so can we go through who you got who who, who, who whose payrolls are you on um just the one <laughs> nice <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh what do you think about all these uh protests going outside uh these uh judges homes i personally uh think that um they there sh- there shouldn't be these these protests at all. I think that it should absolutely be stopped. It should not be allowed to protest outside of judges' homes, mostly because uh, I'm moving into your old house and I don't know how frequently Antifa updates their address books. Um, yeah, I just want to say first of all that I consider Marbury versus Madison to be settled a law. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. That's the one that established a judicial review of uh, um, executive and congressional actions, probably. At least one of them. That the Supreme Court gets to decide what the law is. Yeah. I, um, it occurred to me this week in, in thinking about this episode that like I actually never did have a civics class whatsoever. Um, that's, that's something you hear people talk about. Uh, it sure shows. <laughs> so I'm 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 bragging. I'm kind of a self-taught polymath here. That's why um, it's so impressive about my extensive knowledge of how this stuff works. But uh, Ben, did you have a like a, a, a civics class at all? No, uh, but in college, uh, in business school, you have to take a class called business law. Uh, so I I took that class. What do you learn about in biz law? Uh, I don't know a bunch of stuff, but I don't really understand the the point of it exactly. But they had like a constitutional law section, and they talked about torts and things of that nature. <laughs> I, I, I don't know torts, etc. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys must have gleaned some of this. I remember, like, from one of your very first episodes. Um, I think you were talking about maybe abandoning someone or someone who got left behind at an amusement park or something. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And you managed to stumble across the idea that they could be held liable and negligence for, you know, just leaving some kid behind. <laughs> so, I, yeah, that was that was when Zoe, Zoe got voluntold to be a chaperone for the interns at a work event. And then mm-hmm. one of the interns disappeared. Um, uh I don't know for that that kind of stuff is kind of beat into you as a as an American perhaps I don't know just like the uh yeah. the threat of uh something really bad happening legal, like be you know like oh man like if like you can you kind of sense like 
you can kind of sense yeah. when when like your company is like trying to shift liability or something uh just by like uh by that the idea that there's like we're designating a chaperone for adults here like that seems probably not like actually necessary like none of these people need to actually be watched but uh it seems pretty clear that it's just like a oh if something does happen they have some sort of plausible uh yeah deniability or like when you're growing up yeah as an american everybody knows the phrase like i'm gonna sue you or i'll i'll sue you and then you get to college and they tell you like young business student that means you're you know you might be interested in something called torts and you think to yourself are you are you from Baltimore? Uh, are you trying to, you know, I'd like to, <laughs> one, one tort, please. I like, I like uh, pies and cakes and torts and things of that <laughs> nature. Like a pup tort. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> well, um, I guess I do have some thoughts on it. Is, is my audio okay? Because you guys are both kind of crackling. You can hear me okay? Yeah, I, it, there's a little bit of crackle, yeah. but I think that's it's it's better just leave it and touch it at all. All right. Um, yeah, I guess one thought is, on it is that um, some people would say that the government in general is becoming you know, less effective in its ability to act because Congress can't do very much. We've noticed maybe that the president can't do very much even with his executive authority sometimes except to raise gas prices um, right he does do that um but at least the the fear of litigation of getting hauled into court i, I guess I, I didn't really think i'd start off this podcast by uh, um, a plug for american trial lawyers but they're one of the, one of the pieces of um government that's kind of helping to keep things in line is that you, you might get hauled into court uh, if you, you know, uh, abandon your interns and eventually. Shout out to the ATL. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't really even remember the details of the, the intern debacle, but um, did we kind of seem to get that right? Like you can just like a company can just be like, Oh, it's this, this 21 year old is responsible for these 19 year olds now and like something bad happens it's going to be on you um yeah uh, you probably owe a duty to your young interns even if they're uh 21 that if you say i'm going to take you all to an amusement park and bring you all back to where you parked your cars that morning that uh, at least a case could be made for the estate of the deceased intern that we just left him there and so we tried to walk back to his car on a highway and got hit by a by a bus that uh, you breached your duty to of duty of care to him yeah i've been be telling her that like she needs to like probably turn herself in for that kind of thing like she she let that she let that poor that poor boy die no there no one died everyone was fine um <clears throat> ben i know that you've got some some sort of a uh, legal projects that you've been working on uh, in your new home state uh i mean many yeah uh, as people have listened to recent episodes you know i'm uh i've got more legal projects going than i tend to remember on a day-to-day -day basis i think uh i was trying to end uh uh you know de facto prohibition in certain <laughs> in certain states yep. 
trying to trying to take that one on. Uh, let's see. Last episode. Well, I don't know if this is what you want to get into. If this is what you're leading me towards. Last episode, uh, I proposed uh, the 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 referee rules or like the the NBA law. We didn't really give it a good name. What would you have called it, Will? Oh, these seem All to the be NBA more rules. more like norms than necessarily laws, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. But they relate to uh the courtroom and yeah. what people wear in the courtroom. Uh, the the one about uh, maybe maybe judges should wear referee shirts and lawyers should wear like uh uh like like NBA jerseys, jerseys and stuff yeah, like that with cool. numbers and and you know maybe there's penalties but you should be able to kind of play it a little bit riskier when you're versing out on the court. I've already <laughs> I've already uh, adopted uh, that in my courtroom. I now have the referee uh, shirt on. I have a whistle. <laughs> and I make the lawyers wear um, wear NBA style jerseys with numbers on them to make calling fouls uh, clearer. Um, and I got to tell you, I'm old school. I've been cracking down on traveling. I mean, come on, you can't just walk all over the courtroom. Yeah, you're kind of a lunch nice. pail. You got to run a lunch pail, you know, basketball court, and it's about fundamentals here. Uh, this courtroom. Let's see a good two-handed bounce pass. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in when I was in middle school, I used to watch uh, uh, a TV show made for uh, like my mom and my aunt, uh, The Good Wife, about a woman who goes back to become a lawyer later in life. And uh, they had a judge on that show who was kind of like the uh, I don't know. The, the kind of hippie judge and he didn't want to wear his robes and he didn't like it when people called him sir and stuff like that. He was just sort of like, Hey, we're all, we're all friends here. Do you have that kind of a, uh, a uh, leeway? Could, Could you, you consider the, the people uh, who come the, into your courtroom your friends? <laughs> Could you, do you have to wear the robes? I guess. Could, could you wear the, the ref Jersey? Yeah. There aren't like law. Yeah. Those are, um, those are traditions. They're not like a law that says I have to wear, yeah, wear a robe, but uh, you know, I I do. You find yourself to be kind of a traditionalist. Yeah. I guess I do. Yeah. Okay. What are your some of, some of your favorite traditions? Um, in the courtroom or just like uh, holiday traditions? Or... Yeah, yeah. Fiddler on the roof uh, tradition. Uh, one of my favorite traditions. I guess they do say uh, all rise. Uh, when uh, the judge walks in, um, and they don't, they don't. So, so you were telling me they don't actually make you rise there either, right? Like you could, you could, you could sit in protest, have a bad attitude. Yeah, my, my, yeah. There are there are people who show up in the courtroom uh, with a bad attitude, and I can't really blame them for not wanting to be there. They are being coerced in many circumstances to be there. They're in handcuffs, and some of them don't want to stand, but uh, my thought is that um, they're standing out of uh, respect, I think, for the tradition or the court, not for me personally, but if they don't stand, I don't make it, I don't notice. I mean, I don't, I don't take any notice of it. I just, you know, if you have to make somebody stand, then, you know, that ship's already sailed. So yeah. I think it kind of disappoints them sometimes that maybe I don't make a big deal out of it because their protest essentially goes unnoted. But there you have it. Mm -hmm. Are you a 
Are you friendly with uh, the bailiff guy or or woman who's the bailiff? Because, like, don't they? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yes. Um, I, I think what maybe people who aren't there don't realize that, like, a, a court, particularly in a relatively small district like I am, uh, it's kind of a small, this sounds kind of corny, but a court family. So, like, the clerks who work in the clerk's office, the clerk of court's office, the clerks who work with the judges and help write the opinions, the court security officers, the marshals who move the prisoners, and the courtroom deputy. You know, we're, we all know each other uh, 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 pretty well and you know, have a lot of professional respect for one another. So, you know, some of the lawyers may not realize that if, they're, or the parties may not realize that if they're talking to people in the clerk's office and they're talking to other courtroom personnel, that you know they're talking to someone who's uh, fairly um, personally connected with the judges. So, little little hint. What color is your your line on the flag? What what color do the the thin thin color lines do uh, judges get? We should probably have a thin black line, shouldn't we? We're the only yeah. thing standing between you and justice. <laughs> mm. um, I have a gold fringe around um, the flag in my courtroom. It's a regular American flag. It doesn't have a black or a blue line or anything. But I think we've had some of the um, uh, sovereign citizens people uh, who've shown up, and that might be something that makes them absolutely bad shit. It, oh man, you get sovereign that, citizens? I've had I've had a few. What's that like? Like is it my my imagination is do they just try to like are they they're like representing themselves usually or something like or and, and they are they like they completely they don't follow any you can't tell them what to do at all. I mean, you can, but they just like they bump bump up against everything. How does that go? Uh, it kind of varies. Like you see the, the the videos of the ones who like try to get up and explain to the judge, you know, why uh, his laws don't apply to him, and he's under the UCC, and he is a he is a natural person, you know, all this all this stuff. And they they can be kind of hard to to deal with, you know. You just kind of try to treat them as fairly as you can. I had one guy who was clearly into it. He ran a write some notes to us and he didn't want to have a lawyer but um and i think he was certainly committed to it but he wasn't articulate enough or perhaps um confrontational enough to really try to make any of it stick like he wouldn't <laughs> like stand up and try to speak his mind and tell me why i was wrong so he, he ended up being fair, fairly easy to deal with okay are no and no one's tried to use like a secret the, the I, I don't know think this is necessarily sovereign citizen but we talk with like these guys who say that they're like travelers or whatever but then no one tries to use like a secret password in the constitution didn't like like a loophole like you know this actually doesn't none of this applies to me because you know uh traveling I'm traveling <laughs> and yeah. you, you, yeah. you stated your no traveling pro policy in the courtroom so maybe that's kind of uh a good backstop yeah. for that behavior yeah. I'm like, buddy, you've planted your foot. You can't, you know, you can't, you can't pick it up, mm -hmm. or you, without dribbling. Um, so no, um, I haven't actually had the magic words. But on the other hand, 
it's all kind of magic words or it's all loopholes. And like they'll send you letters or file letters with the clerk and they'll like uh, write all rights reserved under the uniform commercial code or something that's like, like, just like nonsense that they, they think has somehow preserved some rights or, I mean, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's nonsense all the way down. Woke woke judge here on the program. It talk. It is all just kind of fancy words, uh, all the way down and all and all the way up. Very interesting. Um, Do ahead. you? Okay, I'm I'm curious. Uh, but you've kind of answered this, saying you're in like a smaller, smaller court or whatever. But uh, if you weren't, or to a certain extent, in a smaller court, as a judge, do you get to like specialize in what you judge? Or is everything just like somewhat random or assigned just based off of capacity? Yeah, there's um, some things we just don't get because we don't have jurisdiction over them, like uh, military matters, internal military matters. Um, but I get every, and then because it's federal court, I don't get like the state court stuff, like adoptions and um, domestic um divorces things like that probate things but everything else you know that's we have jurisdiction over um you know motor vehicle accidents and medical malpractice and patent litigation and um you know contract disputes and any federal criminal things um uh, social security appeals i mean it's um it, it, it's it's everything it's uh, it, there are some like specialized federal judges but everybody else is just you know whatever can come in the courtroom door will end up on your desk hmm. so do you have to spend a lot of time brushing up on like things that you haven't seen in a while like ahead of time like oh first patent thing in a long time i better focus on the patent loss yeah it's really uh, a lot of times it's it's too much to keep in your your head very fresh but once you've been you know kind of down the road before whether it's social security or patents or you know personal injury stuff you do kind of brush up on it it kind of comes back that uh, you know, it's not always all right there fresh every day hmm. what's your favorite crime to deal with and follow up what's your favorite crime to commit I like crimes that don't have guns. Yeah, I'm, I'm sick of guns. It sounds like you get a lot of gun gun stuff in the coming through. Right. But here's my here's my PSA for all your listeners that uh, if you have a gun in one hand and joint of marijuana in another hand that you're smoking, you're committing a federal crime, kids. Yeah. If you've been convicted of a felony, you shouldn't have a gun, kids. That's it. Um, is this kind of like a, I don't know, the, the, the quick tips, uh, uh, the, 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 the rule sheet. I feel, I feel like I got told at some point growing up, like, don't break the law while you're breaking the law is like a good rule of thumb. Um, and I feel like that's kind of, kind of related here is keep them. If you're going to break the law, do it. Well, you're, you're not giving tips on how to break the law. I shouldn't, I shouldn't put, <laughs> make you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was a judge who 
a judge who told me that before I was a judge, well, you know, it's kind of a succinct way of putting it, is that's how people got in trouble, breaking the law while breaking the law. So your, your, your taillight was out while you were transporting 13 pounds of uh, methamphetamine. And this was a bad idea. Yeah. It uh, increases your exposure there a little bit. Um, it's interesting yeah. that uh, you're getting so many gun-related um, uh, offenses through your, uh, or, you know, situations um, in your courtroom. Because as I understand, that's not really a big deal here in the United States. It's kind of a, a rare, uh, kind of a niche thing to happen. Not really prevalent. Yeah. Must just be my neighborhood. Yeah. Excited to move back, by the way. We don't we don't have that problem up here in Wisconsin. No no guns here. No. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> Shelly, uh, speaking of other means of uh, uh, harm, Shelly had asked me ahead of time uh, when she found out we were doing this today. She wanted to know what your opinion on Kevin's law is. And I thought I knew what she was talking about, uh, and so I looked it up. And do you mean Daniel's I, law? I think. Well, yes, this is, but this is what I told you. Shelly asked about oh. Kevin's law first, which turns out to be a law about the ability of the FDA to shut down meat processing plants if they uh, uh, produce uh, like sick meat or whatever. Sorry for uh, so I on think that. that's. <laughs> Yeah, so sorry, Shelly, but I'm not going to ask that question because I think that's wrong. Yeah. Instead, she wants to know about Daniel's Law, uh, which is a new... (laughs) Let me ask you maybe about another law that you've not heard of. Uh, This is a New Jersey law uh, that basically allows you, if you're a cop or a judge or other public official, to hide your... Uh, address from any type of public uh, record, even the stuff that normally would have to be public, like your your deed and tax record type stuff, whatever. I, I will add some quick... I'm all in favor of it. Yeah, I'm going to add some quick context here. Um, uh, it was uh, named Daniel's Law, and named, it named in honor of Daniel um, Anderl, the late son of U.S. District Court Esther Salas. So... Uh, you know, if we're, we're talking about sons of U.S. district courts, uh, I think district court judges, I think, you know, all for it. <clears throat> okay. All right. No. I mean, I, 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 get, I, I get it. There's uh, probably, um, with what's going on with protests involving United States Supreme Court justices, that uh, you want them to be somehow uh, subject to um, democratic review, whether that's by being able to protest them. Um, But I'd say the the counterpoint to that is that you also want judges to rule on cases based on the law without fear or favor of the consequences. And um, if they're, you know, subject to harassment or being fined or uh, you know whatever else it is as a consequence of the ruling that's going to you know mess up the system in, in the other direction so okay. I guess you want to try to uh, some extent um, protect judges from being harassed right 
and it also protects you know like we have an exclusive patreon tier where we do have the addresses of uh you know district court judges so um they'll kind of screw up our our stream of our profit stream if uh that was just public information quick plug for patreon.com slash dr skeleton where you can get access to that info <clears throat> and their whereabouts well here in idaho we don't have that problem yep <laughs> Uh, let's see. I I feel like we should. I, I should have done more preparation for this. I mostly just had goofs, um, going on. But it's kind of it. Talk about uh, open um, open container. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. There Any we tips go. for Ben's uh, yeah, Ben's campaign. Yeah, it's it's gonna be big. I think. I but gotta, I gotta get it started I'm, somehow. What what what's the uh, what are the advantages of switching to you know open container? You just walk around drinking or uh, drive open. Well, it's sort of on face value of it seems like it'd be nice to to uh, <laughs> to to walk around in public. It's rooted in it natural like it, law. It's kind of, yeah. It's, it's rooted, one of the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's rooted in uh, natural human uh, behavior. I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what else. Man was meant. Uh, to it seems have like a it good works time. well. It works pretty well in China and Japan, from uh my uh observed behavior of being there. You know, just walk around with a beer. Uh, it seems like it. Uh, you know, maybe encourages people to be a little less uh crazy somehow. You know, if you just kind of like if you grow up like in Europe where you get to drink like when you're like, you know, a little kid, you can have wine at dinner. And it's not so crazy when you turn 21. Yeah. Maybe if uh maybe you just kind of get to walk around and drink a beer every once in a while in the in the forest and that kind of stuff. Just kind of making like, making uh, it less 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 of a big deal, yeah. Like it's kinda... Yeah. You won't go crazy every time you get to go to a bar or a football game or something like that. Yeah. I was thinking recently um if they could figure out like a way to make drinking and driving safe uh which yeah it doesn't seem like they really could but it does seem like kind of like a good good combo you know if you could just you know pass the time on a, on a road trip have a beer kind of thing like it's yeah. kind of like the perfect perfect time to drink except for it being like the the worst time if that makes any sense yeah, like all the open container laws from what I've seen, they just stemmed from prohibition anyway. Like they weren't a thing before and they weren't a thing in other places uh, before. And they're just they just never kind of got uh, removed when prohibition got rolled back. Like that's literally how it is in some of these uh, counties in in New Jersey, I guess, where when prohibition got rolled back, sort of similar to the... Uh, like the states now that you hear about with like, I don't know, whatever the like legal triggers that they were going to make, like you make like abortion illegal as soon as the federal government makes it illegal. Like they had set up that they were going to make uh, uh, like as soon as as soon as like prohibition got rolled back, these counties were going to immediately become like uh, dry counties uh even as the other ones became like wet or mixed counties. And so like, that's how a lot of them are today. And so like, there's these, these counties in New Jersey that you can't, can't buy alcohol from and you, 
you know, you can't uh, get liquor licenses in certain uh, uh, pubs and bars and stuff like that, or any of the pubs and bars in those counties. They just don't give them out to anyone. That seems wrong, I think. That's where uh, this is a a, uh, a humanist uh, endeavor. <laughs> Re- restoring natural order to ability to drink outside. I'm sure when Tesla has perfected its self-driving vehicles and we can just pour everybody into their cars, they'll take them right home and we won't have to worry so much about uh, um, open container or uh, drunk driving laws. Here's what I think. I think I think so Coca-Cola support, should get into the Tesla yeah. Coca-Cola should should get into the self-driving game and like just put wheels on one of those freestyle machines, basically, and uh, see if we can use that to yeah. to get around and then kind of have the. I I, I, th- I think that like having some of the diversity in the in the autonomous and electric vehicle market is a uh, is a good idea. Where you know right now it seems like. Things are kind of converging into this, I, I don't know, formless uh, future blob. We, you know, Ben talked about his experiences in the Tesla recently, where it just looks like, I don't know, it's just like this shapeless, uh, yeah, weird pod thing that it's not like doesn't like feel like anything. Um, and I think that if we can get some, you know, more more players into the game, we're gonna get uh, different options out there and uh, that f- feeling different, you know rolls and things like that and yeah like a big old soda stream might be not be the yeah. worst soda stream car yeah i can't wait to buy my my apple iCar it's gonna be so awesome oh yeah the the, the apple car is a that's that's been ru- a rumor for years as a but oh, I, I thought I, I just made it up that's okay announced <laughs> but breaking. i i i agree you should be able to choose between the apple iCar and the Coca-Cola car, you know. If you're an uh an iTunes guy, you get the 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 Apple car. If you're more of a Coca-Cola guy, you get the Coca-Cola car, yeah. you know. What would what would you There should be a pick a beer soda stream. I would pick oh, the Coca-Cola beer soda car stream. Sure. Well, like you know, that. I was going to say but this kind of con- contradicts what you said earlier that there should be a they should add beer to the Coca-Cola freestyle machine. Oh, absolutely. Secret buttons. But then, you know, maybe that kind of... Do control, delete, you press lemonade, Coke, uh, Dr. Pepper, you get beer. (laughs) That'd be so sick. (laughs) The secret code. Up, up, down, down, left, left, right, right. You know, whatever. Start, enter, (laughs) spear. (laughs) Yeah. But maybe that's like, you know, that's the mega, mega corp formless future. Coca-Cola owns everything. The Coca-Cola freestyle machine is the only way to get mm-hmm. liquids in this society. And there should, in fact, there should, in fact, be an uh, uh, ABNBEV uh, beer freestyle. And then there's also the Coca-Cola freestyle. Yeah. And then you've got like a, a indie beer maker freestyle machines too you know i like the idea that the 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 freestyle machine is the only dispenser of liquids like you, you you're also using it as like a bidet too like you have to uh yeah it's 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 the swiss army knife of liquids in the home <laughs> yeah you go to a nice restaurant and the like the sommelier comes over with the uh the wine the wine freestyle machine and he kind of like cracks open one of the <laughs> one of the buttons and gives it a little sniff and then pours it back down the little, uh, uh, you know, 
uh, overfill, you know, as ads are blaring from like the screen too, like (laughs) cheddar TV is on there. Yeah. Yeah. The Coca, I, I saw one this week and it's like, it's like, I don't, I don't remember exactly what it's telling you to do, but the point is like, if you use this coca-cola freestyle machine you can find out some secrets about billy eilish what (laughs) yeah i don't know about that i do like the idea of it being like the you know like the robots from interstellar like the the matt damon robots like tars or whatever i think i think if we could get we could put arms and legs on the coke freestyle machines that are kind of autonomously roaming around uh yeah blaring gas station tv at you the interstellar guy robot, he definitely had Coca-Cola inside. Cause like otherwise, why would it have that shape? It's a no. he looks like a vending machine. In the future, in the future, they've got really, really tiny microprocessors. And the rest of him is all of the like carbonated water and uh and soda syrup or whatever they yep. need to make. And ice. Yeah. And ice. And ice, yeah. Of that's course. why he kinda sh- was shaking, you know. Do they sounds. make do they make those <laughs> shaking around yeah sloshing just sloshing around yeah when Did, when he when they're on that planet and he's like trying to whatever there's like a big wave you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah yeah and he's going that was the ice that's, in the coca-cola machine getting the ice, ice ready yeah yeah <laughs> um uh do they make freestyle machines where you get to choose the, your kind of ice no, but they should because yeah. we've discussed that before too. You should get you know whatever you want. And I think this is a good good topic to open up to the panel here. Like, best ice type. Um, what are we thinking? Do they have a Coca Cola freestyle machine in court in the back room in the judges' quarters? While you guys were riffing, I was googling Coke freestyle, so now I know what you're talking about. So no, there's not one in the courtroom. Oh, okay. I do have my ice opinions, if that's if that helps. Yeah, what's what's your ice opinion? Yeah, and also what I, I also want to get a, a scoop on like what kind of what is the back room of the the court like? What kind of what 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 goes on in the green room, um, and the at, at court like what kind of cool cool amenities do you got back there? But ice first, please. Uh, we have top, um, crushed is definitely my beverage of preference for. Small cubes. Um, yeah. I do like uh, store-bought ice better than ice cube trays. But at my new house, I'm going to have through the door uh, cold water and mm-hmm. ice in either small cubes or crushed. It's, a, it's really an ideal world. That's huge. Well, it was until I learned about the Coke Freestyle. <laughs> now I need one of those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can – okay, so I've, I will say – I've looked into owning a Coke freestyle, but it's a, uh, you literally have to rent it for like, or lease it for like, like $50,000 a month or whatever. So <laughs> it's just like, it's off the, that technology is off the table for regular. I, I'm thinking there might like be us. some government subsidies to come in like along with like some solar panel stuff, like to help average Americans get Coke freestyle <laughs> machines in their homes. Yeah. Ben, what's your ice type? What's your good, what's your. Oh, pretty similar. We can agree on that one. Uh, uh, doesn't the, the crushed, crushed stuff the crushed small stuff ice. melts so much faster uh 
I mean, that's true, but that's kind of part of it, especially like if you're drinking, I like a limeade with maybe not like crushed necessarily, but like just the really tiny pebbles. It depends on, I mean, the it pebbles depends are on cool. the drink. I like the pebbles. It depends on the drink. I mean, they should just have an ice, ice freestyle machine, Coca-Cola ice, and you just yeah. pick any style of ice mm-hmm. you want, you know? Yeah. It would maybe this be could a be return a new... of the, like the ice delivery person where they bring a big block and load it in the back of it. And then there's like yeah. little devices inside that chop it up yeah maybe you could be you know a little art you could have at your artisan courthouse i don't know i'm imagining this only takes place at a courthouse but artisan courthouse and you've got the you've just got the guy you know you're like oh we're we're old school here we don't have the freestyle machine we've got uh we've got mike and he he does artisan ice cuts everyone comes in they're like yeah i'm gonna have a uh i'm gonna have a coca-cola and mike i'm thinking I'm thinking some big like three by three inch blocks that just slide mm. right mm-hmm. down this Collins glass that I have for some reason at the court. I mean, I do like the idea of like the artisanal touch that that he talks to you a little bit, to, like to to find out like what is what are your like sip and prefs? What are what are yeah. what are you looking for? And then he can kind of like make recommendations as a subject matter expert. Yeah. Yeah, like a sommelier about exactly. ice. Yeah, you're like I think I'm I'm feeling yeah a, a limeade or like a lemonade, and he's like, might I recommend some tiny pebbles? Mm-hmm. Have you have you three like, of you guys had like good. the really big cubes before? Oh yeah, yeah, that's kind of a popular thing in like uh, whiskey drinks. Like yeah, uh, Manhattan. Yeah. You just put one great big block in there. I think the idea there is that it. I guess I'm, I'm not a. I, doesn't melt as fast because it's not so much surface area. Yeah, I'm 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 still not a fan. I like cubes or small cubes are crushed. Yeah, because you're a cru- are you a cruncher? Do you do you, do you chomp on them at the end there? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I definitely do that. I want the entire the- ice experience. Hmm. I do that in the airplane when I was driving home. Dri- <laughs> I was driving the plane home t- the yesterday or two days ago. I was uh, I was chewing on all my ice. Yeah. Back, you know. Uh, I I I'm. I gotta I, say, wait, I got. I'm, I'm like I, a little kid a little. with ice. I like roll it around in my mouth. I don't like really chomp on it, but I do like the oh, and then I like dump it back into the cup, kind of a lot. It's. Oh yeah. I'm not a big ice guy. I don't really. I don't really always dig the ice. I gotta say. Hmm. Bring a different perspective. I got a sorry. I got a small plane update. Yeah, I want to hear about your whole travel thing if you can. Everything. I I've learned something new. I thought that I knew all of the drinks that they had on board. Uh, you know, over time, osmosis of the you know overhearing the people around you what they order. Saw a new one. Never seen this before. This is the most amazing thing to me. Uh, the two people next to me after each individually downing uh, an entire, like one of those bag boxes of Oreos. They each ate one of those. When the drink uh, drink people came by, they asked for a can of Mountain Dew Code Red, and they had that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, Amazing. I didn't even realize they they still had that. That sounds like I, I, I that remember either. That's that's like that's like a I'm going to a sleepover in fourth grade. That's a that's the yeah. beverage of choice there. I normally like I don't look at the people like that I'm sitting next to, like it's too uncomfortable. I was like in a window window seat and yeah, these people already had like a lot of 
kind of crumbs falling off of them from all of the cookies. So I was just minding my own business. But when I heard Mountain Dew Code Red, like my my eyes like shot right over, like a big big old <laughs> owl owl like head turn. Yeah. What's going on? What did I hear? Everybody in the plane did the same thing. And so did you get the impression that they they just assumed that they would have it, or they were they were experienced enough on level they knew that they would have Mountain Dew Code Red? <laughs> I think they got lucky. I think they were like naive and they thought they thought this plane is like a Coca-Cola freestyle machine and it just had everything. Like it didn't seem like they travel. Uh, and they were just like Mountain Dew Code Red and then just the luckiest moment in their life. That's crazy. No idea. They don't they have no idea how blessed they were in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. It sounds like like a, a completely explosive combination that you need a whole bag of Oreos and then Dump some code rest. Oh, that's a bad time. Wouldn't that just incapacitate you? Oh, man. You would... I mean, the idea of drinking a code red Mountain Dew... Oh, man. Like, how... That that turned your guts into a freestyle machine. Yeah. (laughs) Like, my... My strategy on the plane usually about drinks is... uh, Anytime I hear something new, like somebody next to me orders something new, I'll get it. Uh because i don't know like most of the time you hear something new and i'm like oh that that sounds good or like i didn't know you could like get that on a plane like i never had i never thought to order like a ginger ale and whiskey before until i sat next to some old guy who looked like a lumberjack and he ordered one and i was like yeah i'll have one of those too uh i'm always wondering <laughs> what's what's next to me i'm also a lumberjack they, by the way <laughs> when when they, when they got the uh the code red I almost was like, yeah, I'll have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> we reference it all the time, but that scene in Casino Royale where Daniel Craig orders a, a code red and everybody in the bar is like, I'll have one of those as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have what he's having. Ooh. Ooh. I'm also, it's also because I'm always, always like too embarrassed to act, even though like I know what I, would drink like on my own i'm usually too embarrassed to ask uh if i like think that they might not have something so that's why i always go with the person ahead of me uh but yeah coca-cola code red amazing (laughs) i would go with the ginger ale for some reason it seems like refreshing a little more sophisticated than a coke they're likely to have it, unlike uh, yeah. Code Red. Ben, I want to hear about your uh, your travel. I heard you gave me a little bit of a preview, but I need to hear the uh, whole scoop. Well, I don't remember exactly what I told you, uh, but uh, yeah, I was in uh, San Jose this week for for work, so I flew over there on uh, Sunday. Oh, I guess I said that last time because I was there for the podcast last time, and uh, I got really burnt. Did I say this too last time? I don't think you had gotten burnt yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got really, uh, I got sunburned in uh, San Jose or Santa Cruz or wherever we went for the beach. We had a uh, a team uh, beach day uh, on on Monday, and all of us proceeded to put on like sunscreen one time and then never again after that. Uh, so, yeah. I got a sunburn and then I like, I like burned my feet. Uh, fortunately, I was wearing like a shirt and uh, like uh, 
capri-ish like pants so not like all over the body so it wasn't like unbearable but uh uh yeah that sucked and then i got blisters so i've been uh nursing that ever since why you had your uh you had your shoes off that's why you got your your, your feet burnt I wore sandals because uh, I wasn't going to, I don't like to take a bunch of stuff. Uh, so I just wore sandals and then um, I, I got the Z's, you know, like on my feet. You got the Z's? You know, like if you wear sandals and they've got like a pattern and then you oh, get the sunburn yeah. and then you, you now you've got a Z where the sandal straps were. Yeah. 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 Get the, the burn lines. Um Yeah. So yeah, you but you were able to aloe up, right? You got self soothing. Uh, I got I got some, and then uh, Shelly sent me some stuff to like read into later in the week, and I found out I bought like the worst possible aloe vera uh, that had like alcohol in it too. So I think it like dried my skin out even more. Uh, so yeah, whatever. It's uh, it's it's still pretty bad. Uh, it looks like my dad is having some some audio issues here, so. Well, well, hopefully he uh, can pick up with us. And if not, it was good to have the honorable Mark Roberts join us today. Um, but so you, you, but you were telling me that when you were traveling, you had your like, you, they're all swollen up your feet. Oh yeah, I was looking like Arthur Chu. Uh, <laughs> I really, I really had that picture in my mind. For anyone familiar with the, uh, the picture of Arthur Chu sitting in a Game of Thrones chair. Yeah. From I don't know some number of years ago, with his shoes like barely tied, uh, very uh, very uh, loose, I guess on his feet. Yeah, that's how I was I was looking by the end of the week because it was it was pretty painful to get them on and off. But you could walk around, all right. I could wa- yeah, I could walk around. Okay. Uh, you know, but uh, how was the actual like flying experience, like airport stuff, like because. People are uh, people are talking about how this is uh, some of the worst travel um, conditions in a long time. Oh, uh, like airport lines, stuff like that. Uh, how is that? Seem seem good, but uh, actually, like, yeah, that's funny that you bring that up because Shelly said the same thing to me too when I was leaving uh, last uh, s- Sunday morning, uh, and at Newark. Like not joking, it was probably the the fastest walk through TSA ever for for me. I I, I have pre check, uh, and it did seem like the other line was pretty long, but usually there's still some sort of like balanced ratio between you know pre check and then uh, yeah. everyone else. So, but like I had no one ahead of me the entire time as I like walked into the building and I walked through pre-check and they waved me through really fast and uh, I got my stuff like it literally from walking into the you know the the what do you say the the gated area the maze basically ahead of stuff okay yeah from walking entering the maze to picking my stuff up from the other side of the scanner it was like like literally like 30 seconds dang they like even had this they even had the scanners like on speed mode or something you know? <laughs> letting the anybody conveyor in. belt yeah huh. yeah um interesting yeah I'm, I've, i feel like i'm seeing more and more like horror stories about traveling but that's good that you were able to avoid that 
I'm yeah, thinking. Was, I'm thinking. Yeah. I, once, once, once I move and get like my mailing address is different and stuff. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get on that pre-check. Um, oh, and yeah. uh, I've been thinking about trying to get get on the lounge uh, situation in the airports. Yeah. If you get a, uh, you you might you might be looking at a little uh, credit card upgrade then if that's the way you want to go about it. You, you I can I give you some some yeah. tips on that one. Okay. Like if you want uh, if you want uh, pre check a lot like I mean you can probably get that easiest with like a a refundish type thing through like a a credit card. Um, that's what I do. Um, and then you could also get global entry that way too, uh, which I would suggest is probably like, if you're going to get it refunded through your credit card, that's probably the way to go. Even if you don't really plan on traveling abroad anytime super soon, uh, it's good to have it, uh, just in case you do. What is it? What is uh, global entry? Global entry is like TSA pre-check for international travel. Oh. So when you when you come it obviously it doesn't do anything for you when you're in other countries i mean i guess there's technically a couple countries where you kind of can use it but uh uh they're like it'll be like the dubai international airport or you know minor outlying island type situation but uh uh yeah so that's for international travel and then if you want to uh the the lounge thing is probably the um the more tricky thing to think about because you have to decide what airline do you want to fly and like if you're going to fly different airlines then you might just be looking at like like probably i think like the cheapest one or the easiest one that comes with a lot of credit cards is like um uh now i can't think what it's called uh priority pass that'll get you into a bunch of uh things but priority pass can can suck like if you're not really going to airports or like especially if your airport uh that your home airport doesn't have a priority pass lounge then it kind of sucks or if you're flying into airports that don't really have good priority pass lounges then that can kind of uh suck uh for me like i fly uh i fly delta like exclusively so uh and i have like a card that gives me uh access to like the delta sky lounge whatever it's called i can't think of what it's called but so i i always go to like the delta ones and those are very popular but you like you have to be flying delta that day to use it and it is if you're paying out of pocket for it it is like a more expensive uh lounge to to have than like priority pass but it's a lot. It, they tend to be a lot better than like the priority. The pass lounges, ones, it's, at the least. lounges themselves are better. Yeah, at least in the U.S., the priority pass lounges abroad tend to be like pretty good. But in the U.S., they're a lot sparser and they're usually not as nice or like convenient. The Delta ones usually are pretty convenient. But again, you have to have the pass and you have to be flying Delta that day. You can't just like have a pass. And then be flying like Southwest or something like like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot to the uh, the, the ruse of that kind of stuff. But I can share those. It's I mean, it definitely does make it nicer. Like, and if I like, I mostly travel for work, so it kind of doesn't matter either way. But like, it it does 
on the day of, like maybe it doesn't really save you money in the in the long term sense, but like on the day of, it is kind of nice to be able to go to a lounge where you know they're gonna have like actual food. Yeah. Like fairly good food. And then you're not actually having to buy anything at the airport. Um and you can drink and stuff like that too. So that's kind of nice. And it's just a good place to, it's much better than sitting by your, your gate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of, I mean, listeners, uh, will may, might remember, I've been trying to sort of like rethink, reimagine how I'm, I'm traveling, uh, because I've been having some issues <laughs> recently and trying uh, to, to, to figure that out. And I'm thinking like, yeah, making it easier on myself. Elon, Elon Musk on our hands over yeah, here. I'm trying to disrupt. I'm trying well, to disrupt. A man, yeah. A man who says he's trying to rethink travel. Very scary. Very scary <laughs> stuff. <laughs> no, I just mean the way that like, you know, I I do it, I guess. Uh, I'm not trying to invent sure. anything new. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I'm thinking like um, if I can, I think may, may, maybe part of it is uh always try to fly out in the mornings before you know delays can start piling up or anything um and which could me and 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 choose long layovers uh is the oh. other uh kind of like two principles yeah. I'm, I'm i'm considering here and so uh with those in mind uh, i'm especially like if i've got like long layovers it might be nice to have you know access to lounges when i'm you know waiting around for a long time uh just to give myself that uh extra breathing room and all that you know yeah um i don't know what to do about the like the lost baggage that seems to be a problem and people are running into though yeah i mean my advice is just to i mean but i know it doesn't work for your work travel but my advice is just don't check don't check bags right as much as you can yeah yeah the long layover is interesting to me though I get where it's coming from for what what you're doing, but I feel like the more comfortable you get in the airport, the more you will just realize like uh, to, to that you'll just prefer to take a shorter layover. Well, like, it's 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 not because like I need to get there early. It's just that I want to ensure that yeah. there's enough time for me to get to the next flight. That's true. But I, I guess I don't know what it. it I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you just have really bad luck on your trips recently. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how to say it because, like, I haven't had a delay in a long time. Uh, and, like, I don't remember the last time, like, my flight didn't land early either. Like, <laughs> dude, this is, ha- this is, this is every part of my life is so, this is happening all the time. I, like, okay. Man, I, 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 I signed, I signed up for a new, like, my, all my accounting software is going to shit. Like it's going, it's going yeah. crazy. Uh, and like I like get Zoe in here. Like, can you help me look at this? And she's like, I don't know what's going. I don't know why this is doing this for you. And like, call. Yeah. So I, I switch over. And like I call them. They're like, this is what's going on. And they're like, I don't know what's going on, man. That's that never happens. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Just bad luck. It's bad luck. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. They're just, but so I, now I need to like factor that in though, is the thing that like just weird shit's going to happen. Um, I'm not, it, it's just, it's just going to be stupid. Uh, 
I know it's not a real thing to act to be cursed. Being cursed isn't a real thing, but um, I've had enough of these like bad luck things to happen where like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it whatever small percentage of the of chance that it, this does keep happening to me, uh, it is worth it to me to hedge against that. Um, yeah, and so I need to figure I need to figure out a different way, even though I might be over over indexing on it in the way in the words of yourself. Um, sure. Yeah, and the land seems cool. The land seems all right. It seems. Uh, I don't know. Like, especially if one of these places, can you sleep in the lounge if you like need to? You get get in late. Do they let you stay overnight? Uh oh, no, they won't let you stay overnight. Oh, and they close at certain times. It depends on the airport, but they'll hmm. they'll close. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Never mind. Um, though that's probably. I mean, that's not always true for international lounges, but yeah, all like the domestic ones, they're gonna close. Because I because here some of them have like showers and such. Uh. That's true. Those are mostly international ones, but that is that is true that uh, some of them do have showers. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just seems like But it's good to go it's good to go rest. It's good to go to the bathroom there, you know? Like like I had a I had like a quick like 30 minute layover between like my flights coming uh home. Uh like I had a quick like 30 minutes in and uh or i should say like i had 30 minutes between i think landing early and then uh boarding time for my next flight and like 30 minutes is not not a long time to sit in front of a gate but i just like yeah i just just go to the lounge and go to the bathroom there don't go to the public one because it's going to be a nicer bathroom and it's not going to have very many people in it and then you can just grab something to eat or a lot of the time, like the ones I like a lot, especially if you are going to be sitting in like main cabin or something like that. Uh, you can usually like steal a bag of chips or whatever from them as well. Not actually steal cause it's, it's there for you, but they'll have like stuff that you can kind of take away with you too. And then they've just got nicer. They got nicer chairs. I mean, it's like a hotel lobby type vibe for the most part so mm-hmm. it's not like amazing but it's still way better than sitting in uh um in front of your gate with a bunch of people around you yeah yeah and you can get a beer like they like at least all the delta ones basically they always have like a bar and you could definitely i think you could buy stuff there i don't really get much to drink there but like they've got that you can get a beer you can get like a mixed drink whatever for free all that kind of stuff and then they've got like uh They've got food, so that's nice. And then they've got Wi-Fi, I guess, which you – I don't really know what the situation is in the rest of the airport these days, but – Every, know, every airport seems to have Wi-Fi at this point. They like, have – it's and it's like free and works well and good and all that kind of stuff. I haven't really had any problems. I mean oh, like okay. you get like the whatever Oingo Boingo uh, yeah. stuff that's like – I mean you have to watch an ad to connect, but then whatever. Yeah. Which you don't have to do stupid. that there, I guess. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Okay, it's, how about this? Regional hubs. Um, I, so I need to... Part of this is part of my strategy, too. Like, I'm going... There's not going to be a lot of direct flights out of Cedar Rapids to any destination that I'm going oh, to. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I'm going to probably going to be, uh, you know, connecting. Which, okay, so, so they're, they're not being a lot of direct f- flights. That's a negative, obviously. But here's the thing. Having... 
I'll be going through TSA at a very small airport every every time. Yeah, um, that's so, easy. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, it's not always guaranteed on the other end, so that's why pre-check could be very nice still, regardless. Um, but uh, I'm I'm trying trying to think like, you know, I, I I have been flying American exclusively the last like couple of years here, but it's not enough that I'm building up like. The, you can do it all that, in a year. That yeah, right. That it's 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 not a it's I I I could kind of choose anything at this point, um, and so it's 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 the case that like O'Hare is like a an American uh hub or something, right? And like Atlanta is yeah. um something else. Is that is it Delta? Is it Atlanta Delta? Atlanta is Delta. Yeah. Okay. EWR is United yeah. headquarters, basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a difference between like a headquarters type one and a hub, but yeah, I get. What oh, you're gotcha. Saying. Okay, yeah. so I guess I can can maybe pick and choose. Now, like, what would make more sense coming from Cedar Rapids? Like, Cedar Rapids to O'Hare is a very quick flight, so maybe I should kind of stick with American in that case. Otherwise, yeah. like, would I be going to Atlanta to get anywhere else in the U.S.? Um, yeah, it just depends. Like, I, I guess uh, if you have lots of options on that, then you can think through that. I, I find like I don't really have an option on that most of the time, even coming from uh, New York. But like if you're focused on the time, then usually the the stars kind of have to align on which uh, which flights you take if you have a transfer or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe I know. I, I, it's, it would just be the difference between like, uh, I would re- if I'm trying to fly to, um, San Antonio. Let's say like a, like I did earlier this earlier this year. I would rather, mm-hmm. uh, fly from you know Cedar Rapids to, uh, I guess O'Hare to San Antonio. Though that's crazy. Instead of Cedar Rapids to, um, Newark to San Antonio for example like that would be they wouldn't do that but you know that that's the kind of thing that like you know a, a, a five hour trip rather than a 16 hour trip oh yeah that's true but i guess i mean more like probably more realistic would be like cedar rapids to o'hare to san antonio versus like cedar rapids to dallas fort worth to san antonio yeah that is how they would do that what's dallas what's the what's the dallas hub american american okay yeah that seems reasonable. Welcome to the point. Welcome to the points, guys. Podcast. <laughs> this is a this is a credit now a credit card and airline points podcast. It did just occur to me that I uh, could get a credit card for my like small business recently, my my company thing. That like Both. I should probably do that. Um, actually, so I will yeah. probably. If you're gonna buy these things anyway, okay, I'll get I'll get real. Real points. Point nerd. Let's go. Over real point nerd stuff. Uh, Like Shelly and I both, uh, well, I guess, yeah, we we both have the, have some like Chase, let me see which one it is. Chase Sapphire Reserve, I think. Let me see if this is the right one. Chase Sapphire Reserve. Uh, Yeah, that one. Uh, That one will get you like, uh, you know, it'll have some. I don't know the exact numbers, but let's say it costs like $350, $350 a year. It will give you your TSA pre-check and or, or sorry, or 
uh, global entry uh, and it'll, it'll reimburse you for that. So like, if you're going to get that anyway, that's like a hundred bucks. You can kind of mentally take off of the card fee. Uh, it'll get you like priority pass, which I don't know how much that costs, but it'll take some, if you were going to buy that anyway, it'll take some of that off of your thing. And then it'll have like other benefits, usually like in the form of like, uh, I don't remember specifically, but it'll have like a travel credit on there for maybe like 150 bucks or something like that. Uh, I think that's what that one does, uh, like travel credit, basically. So like pretty much like at the end of the day, like it only ends up being like, I mean, it, if you use everything, you could probably say that like, oh, this this card, you know, completely pays for itself, so to speak. Um, so that's like one way you could go. Shelly and I both each have one of those. Uh, we use that a lot. Like we got, I think both of us ended up getting that like when we were new grads in New York. And then a couple of years ago, I, I got the Amex Platinum and that gives you, th then you kind of get into like duplicating territory, which kind of stinks a little bit, but like I'll get like, it'll pay for your, TSA pre-check or global entry. It'll also have some like travel credits or something like that for you. It'll give you like, I don't know, like uh, that one will give you like the Delta Sky Club um, pass for free, basically. So that's a couple hundred bucks or whatever. And then uh, I don't know, a bunch of other little credits. And then they all have like deals and stuff that you can get with them and, and whatnot. I, so yeah, I'm probably forgetting a lot of stuff, but like the big ones are like the couple hundred dollars of like travel credits that you can get. And then the, uh, the lounges like, which are better with, cause like with the AMX one, I basically use it just for the Delta lounge and then you get your global entry type stuff. So they either kind of pay for themselves if you would get that stuff anyway, or they get you pretty uh, close or maybe they'd even be better for themselves so yeah nice um i feel like we should probably th th these are good good tips but i just realized this is probably a bad podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um uh i want to check out the should we should we dip into the the shorts that you sent before yes let that? us do youtube shorts let's do some shorts <laughs> I don't even remember them all, so okay. I don't know how best best to to do this. Are you able to play them on your computer? Yeah. Oh, wait. You know what? I need to re redo some of my audio uh, routing. So let's end the free show here. <laughs> okay. And we're gonna do some YouTube shorts um, <laughs> on the on the premium show. Look forward to that, folks. Yeah. Yep. Uh, YouTube shorts. Uh, thanks again to my dad for joining us. I was kind of wondering, should I should I just yes. split this long thing into half free, half premium, like once my dad leaves? But now since I have to redo my audio, we're just gonna. This is just gonna be a strange week of recording content. Yeah. All right. Uh, see everyone over on Patreon.com/slash Doctor Skeleton.